Great, okay, well, um, let's have your attention. Well, it's great to have um, some of the pioneer UK core team with us, uh, Ness Wilson, who leads the team, uh, and uh, Richard and Judith and uh, Rich Wilson, Ness's husband. Uh, we are part of an apostolic network called Pioneer as New Community Church. Uh, when the church first began, we were part of an apostolic network called Cornerstone or CNET, and uh, that closed in 2004 or 5. Um, and then for a little while, we were sort of um, homeless, nomadic, tribeless. Uh, and then towards the end of the 2000, 2007, 2008, uh, we got involved with the Pioneer Network. And so it's been a great blessing to be part of that broader and wider network um, that we took on the role to lead 2009. And then in uh, 2019, we handed on that responsibility to Ness and took on the wider Pioneer International role. And so, um, as we shared last night, I'm not retiring. It's just that I'm no longer going to be leading New Community Church, but will continue to serve across the city uh, with other churches and, uh, and um, projects, uh, and also in my broader international role, serving and supporting networks of churches in other nations. And so, uh, it's not like slippers on, pipe out, era is just more not doing this particular role and so it's great to have Ness who's going to share with us this morning so welcome Ness Wilson everybody okay yeah yeah okay. hello everybody it's really good to see you again um so today it's a very special day uh it's a historic day in the life of new community. Sunday, 9th October 22, is really important in your history. It's the day that the leadership baton is officially passed on from Billy and Caroline to Theo and Sarah. It's a changing of the guard. Spiritual leadership is handed on and a new era begins. And it will, of course, be a new era based on the vision and the values and the DNA that has shaped so much of new community to date because Theo and Sarah have been serving in leadership roles here for a long time. But inevitably, fresh new distinctives will emerge that will be absolutely right for this new season, for this new part of the race that new community is called to run. And I'm really pleased for you as a church community that you get to have the gift that Theo and Sarah are to you. You know, in John chapter 10, verses 11 to 13, it talks about the difference between hired hands and true shepherds. Let me read them to you, these verses from John chapter 10. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not love the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And I think over the last few years, one of the things that was revealed during COVID was how some leaders retreated and some leaders stepped up. And in Theo and Sarah, I saw leaders that stepped up. Leaders who were the opposite of hired hands, but leaders who dug deep. They gave of themselves week after week to be true shepherds, laying their lives down to be a non-anxious presence amongst you, mostly through live streaming into your homes week after week, never failing to bring life and hope and peace amongst the storm. I was even chatting to a leader from a church in Norfolk just this week 
And uh, this is a church that has recently joined Pioneer, as in a couple of weeks ago, but they had been journeying and exploring, you know, joining Pioneer for a couple of years. And he told me that during COVID, he would do his own live stream to his church and then go back home and the first thing he would do would watch Theo and Sarah live streaming to you guys because these are his words they were so uplifting that was exact words they were so uplifting and they provided him with a model and ideas of what to do the following week (laughs) and I don't think you realize that It wasn't just you guys that were being led and inspired by Theo and Sarah. Actually, in leading you, they were actually leading and inspiring many other churches and church leaders around this country. You know, it seemed effortless on their part. They were amazing, weren't they? They were, you know, just from their home and it just always was happening so effortlessly. But I know It's only possible to show up like that week after week after week to be so visible, to be so present, to be so relationally connected and engaged, even with all of the difficulties of being physically remote and disconnected from each other. It's only possible because it comes from a deep place of calling, of love, and of being a true shepherd. That's where it comes from. It comes from a deep sense of love for God's people that means you're able to show up like that week after week. Otherwise, it's simply too exhausting. You know, that was an exhausting time for many church leaders around the country. But I really want to commend Theo and Sarah of what they did and how they did it. They served you so incredibly well. And so I feel like we have seen demonstrated huge love and huge commitment to you guys as a church community. These guys are called to leadership. Yes, it's true, but they are specifically called to leadership here in this church community. And I really commend them to you. There has been love, there has been dedication, and there has been service that only true shepherds display. And so today we simply get to mandate and to kind of make official, give full authority to what they have already been doing. And that's actually the very best way for leadership transition to happen. And it's a testimony to Billy and Caroline. They've created that space. They've allowed leaders to come through. There's been space created at the table. So that all that's happening now is we are just kind of, I guess we're applauding what has already been happening. So it's actually a wonderful way to see leadership transition happen. Now, you know, don't you, those of you who've been around Pioneer for a while, that we see leadership essentially as a serving role. It's not about us. It's not for us. The call to leadership is a call to service. People don't enter into Christian leadership for unbelievable pay packets. Let me tell you, they really don't. They don't enter into Christian leadership because of power and prestige. They enter into Christian leadership because of being obedient to the call of God, to serve him, to glorify him, and to serve others. We read, don't we, in Mark 10, Jesus describes servant leadership like this, verses 42 to 45. Jesus called them together and said, you know, that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Theo and Sarah have a proven track record of being those kinds of leaders, servant leaders. And what I really love about them is their character 
matches their gifting. I have seen consistent integrity, authenticity, and humility in them. They are leaders worthy of your respect. On top of that, Christ-like character is also tremendous gifting. I mean, you get all that thrown in for free. You know, I mean, the, if you look at the criteria for leadership in 1 Timothy 3, it's mostly about character. And then there's a couple of bits, the ability to teach and hospitality. And so you've got all this Christ-like character in Theo and Sarah, and you get their ability to teach, to preach, to be hospitable, to host the Holy Spirit, to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to be able to build healthy team, to be able to cast vision, to be able to connect people to God and to each other. I really rate them, and I want you to know that. So new community, make it a joy for them to lead you, because you can trust them. They will do you good. So I want to ask you to listen to them well. I want to ask you to do what they ask of you and do it wholeheartedly and do it cheerfully. I want to ask you to serve each other in the way that they will serve you. I want to ask you to encourage them often and be specific with your encouragement. You know, often when you're in church leadership, you might get lots of general encouragement, but very specific criticism. <laughs> So it's brilliant if you as a church community can give very specific encouragement, the things you really appreciate about them. You know, when they have obviously given of themselves over and over again, be specific in your encouragement and support them. Because the fact is, the more encouragement and enjoyment they get in leading you, the more they become the fullest gift that they are meant to be to you. So just as we commissioned Billy and Caroline yesterday into their new roles today, we get to commission Theo and Sarah into theirs. There's a little passage in Numbers 27 where we see Joshua, the leader after Moses, being appointed and commissioned. Let me just read these few verses to you. Verses 15 to 23. Moses said to the Lord, may the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community to go out and to come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in so that the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority so that the whole Israelite community will obey him. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. He took Joshua, had him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. And so that's essentially what's going to be going on today. We're passing the leadership of new community to a man and a woman in whom there is the spirit of leadership. Who are called to be shepherds amongst God's people. And so just like back then when Joshua stood before the whole assembly, had hands laid on him and was prayed for and commissioned. So we're going to get to have Theo and Sarah stand before the whole assembly and have hands laid on them and they will be prayed for and commissioned. And we believe, don't we, that as we do that, a new spiritual authority will be conferred and there comes with that a new weight to their words and to their prayers. I really believe that you as a community are going to start to see new levels of breakthrough. You're going to be together 
contesting into some things where you are going to see significant kingdom advancement because there's a spiritual principle that comes when hands get laid on people where there's the spirit of leadership and the whole assembly gets behind that kingdom advancement happens you know it was Joshua that took the people of God into the promised land so I want to I want you to raise your levels of faith that what happens as we lay hands on Theo and Sarah and we get behind them you know with our not just with our words but with our hearts I want to ask you to almost speak to your spirit speak to your spirit to Get behind these people on whom the spirit of leadership is so evident. And there will be a shift in all kinds of kingdom advancement. And so before I hand back over to Billy, I just, um, I have a Bible here that I'm going to, I'm going to give to you. Um, and it's a Bible with illustrations in it from actually a friend of mine uh, who lives in Loughborough, who's an artist. And what I like about this Bible is there's lots of space in the margins where you can write your thoughts, your insights, your revelation. You can perhaps doodle, you can draw pictures. And I do believe there's something about this new season for new community under your leadership that's going to be about a deeper confidence together in the authority of God's word and a deeper confidence together in the gifts of the spirit. That's what I see is going to be happening. There's going to be a real joy released amongst you as you go deeper in the beauty of the work of the Spirit and the power of the Word of God. So I just felt it was important and symbolic to gift you uh, with a Bible as the source of the authority that you have in which to lead, the sure foundation upon which to build and the plumb line of the faith that we share. So I want to really encourage you, don't depart from it. You know, uh, some of the Anglican services talk about let the word of God dwell in you richly. Because as that happens, actually for a whole community, you will go deeper. Because leaders reproduce who they are. And so I'm really excited about the future, this next era, this next part of the race that you're called to run. It'll be characterized by a fresh love of the word of God and operating in gifts of the spirit. And so let me give this to you now and then I'll pass over to Billy and we're going to pray for you. So take this and receive it. The power of the word of God. And, and a symbol of what's going to be happening over the next season here at New Community. Bless you guys. Great. Thank you, Ness. Um, so if the children could be collected or brought in, I think, I think, I think they're going to bring them in. Is that right? I'm, I'm not quite sure what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to bring the children back in. Going to sit in a group together. Is that right? Or with parents, with the inner group, inner group. Who said yes? Okay, come now. Okay, good. So just talk amongst yourselves for a moment while they they come and. Uh As I said, it's, it's important that our children participate in these um, significant moments, uh, transition points, uh, 
because um, they're part of this community as, as much as anyone else. And so welcome to all you guys here and here and here. One more group to come, okay, good, good. So we'll just hang on a bit. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> is it me you're looking for? <laughs> or I could dance. <laughs> I can't believe I did that in lockdown. Oh. No, that was weird, wasn't it? I think it was the sort of, it was Carol chemotherapy was affecting me, I think it was like, uh, <laughs> just picking up some of that stuff. You could become an everyday pioneer, actually, um, to support the work of Pioneer. Our monthly contribution would be greatly appreciated. And so Ness has some, there's some forms on the welcome table. So. If you'd like to sponsor the work of Pioneer in the UK in particular, then for a donation of three pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds, 100 pounds a month, you can advance that work. And so, um, <laughs> Ness was wondering when to do it. There you go, we wish we just did it, so it's fine. Do that. Great, is that us? Excellent. Great, welcome everybody. Young people, younger people, older people. Um, so we are going to pray with Theo and Sarah right now. Um, and I, I just want to s start by saying is that we do wholeheartedly endorse Theo and Sarah uh, as the new leaders of New Community Church. Um, as we said before, we didn't just appoint them because they were the obvious choice. But we did have a thorough discernment process to really ask the question, has God called them to this role? That's the most important thing. Has, has God called them? And, and what was great in that process was to hear that clear sense of conviction from Theo and Sarah that, that, that yes, we feel God has called us to leadership here. Now, Theo and Sarah are different to Caroline and I, and they'll bring a different set of gifts and strengths, uh, and, um, and that's fine, because if God has called them, he will add to them what they need for this next season. And so we are confident in that sense of calling, not just because of the, their gifting, but because of that sense of conviction of calling, that it'll be the right thing for this next season. You know, in 1 Corinthians uh, Paul says, so, so what after all is Apollos? What, what after all is Paul? We are we're simply servants who fulfill God's purpose for a season and then we step down and someone else steps in. Someone plants, someone waters, someone harvests and we're all just part of the process. So we're at that point. Um, Theo and Sarah have served faithfully in this church for over 20 years as Ness has already said. And, and I suppose they are, are like a spiritual son and daughter to us, having worked with them all this, all this time. Now, sometimes when people use that sort of language, spiritual sons and daughters, it can keep the person stuck as a child rather than stepping up into maturity. So what I observe about the Apostle Paul is that when he talks about Timothy, in his early epistles, he refers to him as my son. But in his later epistles, he refers to him as my brother and co-worker. So there was a shift that took place in the relationship that existed uh, between Paul and Timothy. And so that's what's happening with Theo and Sarah. Uh, they have served faithfully and now it's their time to step up, to take responsibility, uh, to lead this church into its future. And as we pray today, there will be impartation. There will be a grace that will be poured on them to enable them to take things into the next season. 
Otherwise, what's the point in doing this? So that's what will happen as we pray today. So I'm going to invite them up, Caroline up, and we just want to say a few more words to them, and then we're going to pray for, for them, and maybe Emily and Daphne as well. Theo, come here a bit closer. <laughs> He's getting worried now. <laughs> this is what I felt God say to you. I once said to you, in your disappointment of not being a commercial pilot, that perhaps you could fly the church like a plane, or run the church like a plane. And having experienced your flying... I saw how diligent, how careful, how precise and prepared you were, how observant of procedures you were, how safe you were, but I never forgot that under all that necessary stuff was an undeniable and irrepressible passion to be in the air. And that's what I want to commend Theo to you as today. Yes, you see a man who does all the things that are right and safe and good. But underneath, there's this massive passion to fly. And so that's my word to you. Fly. Yes, tick the boxes, run things properly, make it safe. But remember to fly. Fly with the joy of a child sitting in a suitcase aeroplane, wearing his Biggles helmet and goggles. And Sarah's sitting in the back wearing her pith helmet and her rucksack and her goggles on, ready for fun and adventure. <laughs> Fly to new places and heights that we have never been to. It's no coincidence that you are fully trained in aerobatics. You might not believe that, but it's true. Theo can loop the loop and he can do a vertical stall. And for those that have been with him, a sick bag is a priority. <laughs> I'm not wishing that on you as a church. <laughs> but you can only do those things because you're properly trained and you know what the plane is capable of. And because of those things, you have no fear. So be prepared to fly too, just with instruments only. There'll be times when you can't see and you won't know the next step, but your instruments will keep you in the air. But always remember that the reason for the training, the preparation, the safety, the procedures is to be able to fly, to feel the wind, to climb sunward, to touch the face of God. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> right, Hannah, could you come down, please? <laughs> For those of you that do know Hannah, you'll know that she is the former leader of this church who transitioned to Billy and I in 2004. This is Hannah. Would you welcome her? <laughs> Hannah was a mother, is a mother in the church. Now she's a grandmother, <laughs> if you like. But when... When, I, when we transitioned, Billy and I, Hannah gave me something, and it was a key, and this is the key. Here it is. Here it is. This key I am now going to give to Sarah. It's the key to every room in this house every room she can go wherever she likes 
because she's a woman, that doesn't stop her. This is the key to every room in the house. And I want to give this key to you, Sarah, now with Hannah, because with it comes the heritage of years of what this church is, its DNA and all of that. So, Hannah, should we give it to you together? There we go. <laughs> I also want to give both of you this picture. Can you hold it up, Billy, so everybody can see it? It's upside down. Can you just show it over here as well? I was at Bethel Church in California quite a number of years ago now when I saw this picture. It's a stylized photograph of a key in a woman's hand, but the key in the picture is exactly the same as the key Hannah gave me. Exactly the same. You can check it out afterwards if you want, but it's exactly the same. So I bought the picture, and when I looked on the back, the picture was called Revelation. And that's not a, a coincidence. The word over Tony and Hannah was nations, nations, nations. The word over Billy and me was generations, generations, generations. But the word over you is revelation, revelation, revelation. And in this increasingly complex and challenging world, revelation is the key. It's the key to people's hearts. It's the key to difficult problems and dilemmas. It's the key to knowing the next step. It comes to us by sticking close to the Holy Spirit. There's no other way to receive it. But this is what I'm releasing you into, Sarah, specifically. Do you see the sparks flying from the picture, from the key, from the hand, the woman's hand? I release you into a dimension of revelation that brings light and wisdom to this house. Revelation that brings power and renewal to this house. Revelation that brings worship, joy, and vivacity to this house. I release you into the wildness for which you were intended. Do not be constrained by what you perceive to be the expectations of others or the shoulds and the oughts that we've spoken about so many times. I release you to be yourself, fully alive. I release the spirit through you once again over this house, Sarah. Give her more of your spirit, Lord. Amen. Okay, so I think we're going to get um, Richard Ness to come and join us. So I just want to read these words. It's interesting that Ness, Ness picked up on this as well earlier on. But um, I am going to read some words that Paul spoke to Timothy. And I'm speaking over, over you both. And so Paul says in 2 Timothy 2, You then, my son and daughter, brother, sister, co-workers, uh, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard from us over many, many times, Say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. There's a, there's a, there's a multiplication that's going to take place. In chapter 3 he says, um, You know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings. You've seen the things that have happened to us. If you've been pretty close to, to see all that stuff. Um, Yet the Lord rescued us from them all. Now again, you've seen us come through stuff because God has been faithful. 
driving that. But continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know that those from whom you have learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. And so a shout out to your family, your parents particularly, and I know they can't be here today, but you know, their investment into you has been so powerful and so important. Um, and so if you're watching, thank you. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that whole sense of confidence in God's words, I think is going to be an important thing for you in this next season. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Keep your head in all situations. <laughs> Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. So all those verses from 2 Timothy, I think are important for you in, the, in, in this next season. So we're going to lay hands on Theo and Sarah. If you want to join us, uh, feel free to stand, extend your hand towards them. Uh, some folk are taking photographs. That's good. We'll get them up on Facebook later on, I'm sure. I wonder whether Emily and Bethan want to come and join us too. Because this is a family thing. And so I think it's important that the girls are part of this praying. Okay, so... come in front of you guys with my uh, with my baton um, it looks a bit like a Harry Potter one but it isn't I was um, when they said are we going to be praying for Theo and Sarah um, a week or so ago I um, well we were up in Wigan and I woke up one morning I had this picture of a of a telescopic baton coming out of the ground and I took hold of it and um, began asking the Lord what it was about and it really is a picture of leadership and the community. That um, this is a, a, a conductor's baton, and it's, it's it's not grasped hard. It's it's held quite lightly and precisely, and it recognises what's going on around the room in order to create rhythm and tempo and the right sound and music. Uh, and there has been a beautiful sound coming out of this church for many many years. Uh, but the great thing about the instruments which I'm looking at, and I was looking around in worship uh, at all you guys, and I was thinking, God, is there, is there anyone here that you don't want to use or play a part? And I couldn't see anybody. I couldn't see anybody. And that's the reality. And the fact that some of you are still in this room today is just a miracle. God's hand is on you for real purpose. Uh, and the sound that you're going to create as a community is going to be different going forward because the days we're coming into are different. It requires a different rhythm and tempo and sound. Uh, they're days of turbulence, but the sound you're going to make is going to bring peace and hope and life and love to those around you. And Theo and Sarah are going to have uh, the baton. And it's not to lord it over you, but it's just to recognize what's going on is to recognize where the spirit is moving and to affirm and call it out. And it's quite gentle, but it's really powerful. And there's different sounds that are going to be emerging. And so you can share that, you can take it in turns, or you can do whatever. Father, thank you. I thank you that you are the ultimate conductor, but you give gifts of leadership and you've given them to Theo and Sarah. And Father, I pray for that incredible discernment to come on them, wisdom for these days, uh, challenging days ahead, but days where you say, do not be afraid, days of shaking and awakening, and Lord, would you anoint them and uh, help them see further and help others to see, and just as one other thing in terms of your leadership, 
that um, you're, you're to lead and not to feed because there's, there's going to be a, a new devotion that's going to sweep across this community. Uh, you're not looking to them for feeding because you're feeding yourself in a new way. And I just sense there's just a, a, a new devotion that's going to go hand in hand uh, with this next season. Amen. Father, as we stand to attention, we recognize and we celebrate the leadership that is in these two, in this whole family, that God, that we are backing them. Oh God, that we lay hands on them now or we stretch out a hand and that God, that we pray that your spirit would come in greater measure. Oh God, that they would know what it is to be fully equipped with every good work, Lord, because of the calling that is on their lives. We pray for more of the power of the Spirit. We pray for more gifts of the Spirit. And Lord, we pray for more fruit of the Spirit. Lord, the whole lot, the whole package, that God, we pray for more. We thank you that they are wide open vessels. Oh God, we thank you that their posture is one where they are so utterly teachable before you that God, that it's like they've just kind of put a funnel on top of their heads and they've said, oh heaven, would you come in greater measure? Would you come all the power and the goodness and the wisdom of heaven? Lord God, would you come like a funnel on top of their heads? They would be conduits between heaven and earth. Oh God, and so Lord, that we do, we, we pray for them and we commission them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was looking at Psalm 133, which I will peer at, where it says, How good and pleasant it is when everyone lives together, men and women, children, young, old, in unity and oneness. It is like the precious oil being funneled down, poured on your head, Theo and Sarah, poured on your heads right now, the oil of his anointing, running down upon your beards, <laughs> running it down, upon your robes, it is like the dew of Hermon. We ask for anointing and refreshing in this place. Fresh refreshment, renewal, and even life forevermore. We pray for fruit. We pray for people to come in and experience the power of your gospel. We pray for a new day in that area. That God, you would fill this place. Not just this place, but the streets of this city. God, we declare that. And Lord, we just declare that the, the blessing on this house is going to be greater than the former house. And there's more to come, much more. And it does involve us all. It involves us all to be singing where we are. And you will be heard. You will be heard. You will hear your voice. You will hear their voice and you will be harmonized together for there's a part for each of you to play but for Theo and Sarah today that oil is on you and it's flowing across the robe of this church every every single person young and old we ask for that anointing running down and that refreshing in Jesus name amen Lord, I just want to reaffirm what I've already said. Lord, that you would pour on Theo and Sarah the blessings of the words that I spoke earlier. Lord, that revelation would be just so readily available to them through your spirit, Lord, that they would know where to go, the next step, the answer to this. Lord, how, how to face these challenges. Lord God, I pray for your blessing upon them. 
and the blessing of joy as well, Lord. Not just hard work and endurance and puzzlement and difficulty, but Lord, that they would have joy, absolute joy in what they're doing. Lord, they would know themselves as round pegs and round holes, Lord. Lord, that there'd be such joy together as a family, together with their friends, together with every person in the church, together in the city, Lord. They would know joy in all their relationships. Lord, you'd give them strength and stamina. But Lord, give them joy. That is their strength. Lord, pour out your spirit through them your spirit of fun, your spirit of joy, your spirit of peace, your spirit of love, your spirit of kindness and gentleness. God, we could go on, but thank you for who you are to them. Lord, you've said yes to them. And Lord, we all say yes to you. Amen. So we acknowledge what the Lord has done um, in this house how the foundation was laid during the time when Hannah and Tony were leading and maybe we added the first floor during the last 20 years and now it's time for a new floor to be erected on this house. And so you're not starting from scratch, you know, you're not having to lay the foundations again. It's, it's just now onwards and upwards into what God has for you. So we acknowledge that that sense of call upon your lives and as we pray now, we commission you and release you into the fullness of what God has called you to do. We pray for your beautiful family, that, that you would know the Holy Spirit surrounding you, protecting you, guarding you, guiding you into your futures as well. And uh, that you would know God's hand and comfort and grace and protection in all that you do. And so... Um, we commission and release you in the name of Jesus to, to take that baton and to conduct, lead, guide God's people into this next season. Amen. Let's welcome Theo and Sarah, everybody. Well, thank you so much. You can have your, take a seat. Um, it's a huge privilege and honor. And, um, you know, we come to this with an element of fear and trepidation, knowing that we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit and we can't do it without you. We're not perfect. We're far from it. Um, we will get things wrong. Hopefully we'll get some things right too. But we are so grateful to be part of this incredible community um, that we love. That um, we, It's this community that has kept us here in Southampton over so many years. And so we just ask that you'd continue to pray for us, walk with us as we will pray with, for you and walk with you. And together, I believe God has got so much for this community and for this city that he wants to impart. We're so grateful for the foundations that Tony and Hannah laid. We're so grateful for the foundations that Billy and Caroline have built on. And as we come into a new season, we come trusting that God has not finished with us yet. That he has so much to come. And uh, we just want to walk faithfully and following him that we would know his revelation and his leading and that in all that we do together we would seek his face and we would seek his glory 
So thank you for being such an incredible community. We are so privileged to be a part of it. So I'm going to take an opportunity now to um, just share very briefly um, about the leadership team. Um, over the last year or so, uh, there's been an interim leadership team uh, leading the church through. I folded my piece of paper up too tight. There we go. Just one piece of paper. So, um, so that interim leadership team um, consists of Billy and Caroline and Clive and Jane and Sarah and myself. Um, Billy and Caroline are obviously stepping down from that leadership team and we recognize as we step into a new season, a new era, actually that we need to appoint a new leadership team to serve the vision of the, sh of the church and to serve us um, all together as a whole. Now the vision, as we clarified over lockdown and beyond, is this, to see the whole church following the way of Jesus making disciples and bringing life and transformation to Southampton and beyond. That is the guiding vision that God has given us, that we'd be followers of Jesus, we'd be making disciples, and we would bring life and transformation. That's what this church has been doing for um, more than 40 years, and we just wanted to have that sense of fresh purpose as we just sharpened that and moved forward. And that's something that we will process as you all were part of um, over lockdown. But there are three scriptures that as we've sought to ask, what does this leadership team need to look like as it serves the vision that we feel are absolutely key to this church and actually to all churches in reality. But those three commandments. First, when Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? He responded with this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then he went on to say, and this is just as important, love your neighbor as yourself. We are called to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are called to love one another, to love our neighbor, those within the church and those beyond, with that same passion and conviction. The first two. The third, the words of Jesus, his parting words, and the parting words of someone are always worth listening to because they are summing up what is so important to hear. The words of the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So as a church, it is our deeply held conviction that God calls us to love him first and foremost. Secondly, and equally, to love our neighbor, that we would love one another well. Thirdly, that we would go. We don't just keep it to ourselves, that we would go out on mission for him. And fourthly, that we would make disciples, that others would come to know the joy and the glorious inheritance that we have been given as followers of Jesus. So as we uh, were praying as a team and asking God, what does this team need to look like? We recognize that we need that team and individuals on that team to be responsible for each of those key areas. That upward focus on God, that is our devotion and worship of him. That, that loving our neighbor aspect, so pastoral oversight is really important. That mission is a key part of the makeup of that team. And that discipleship is also absolutely vital in that mix. So we recognize that those are key on the team, individuals with responsibility for those areas, as well as one or two others who contribute specific gifting and experience to the team as well. So the, the new team that we are putting together um, will replace both the interim leadership team, that's Billy and Caroline, Clive and Jane, Sarah and myself. And it will also replace the central congregation leadership team, which is, uh, was Sarah and myself and Ben and Flora Hinks. And I'll talk more a bit next Sunday about where we really sense God is leading us and what the new shape looks like. And uh, I'm looking really to the future next Sunday. So please do come and join us next Sunday as we look ahead to the next steps that God's leading us into.
Um, but what we recognize as well with that team is that if in order for it to func function effectively um, and function well, we recognize the need for everyone on the team, all those on the team, to be some people who are carrying core on-the-ground responsibility within the church and also for them to be available during the week so that we can meet weekly and uh, really journey together, pray, seek God together and work out some of the practical aspects of what that leadership means. So as an interim leadership team, we prayed, we saw wise counsel and input, and we have our six people to join that team alongside Sarah and myself. And in our moment, I'll introduce them. We're going to have a chance to pray for that team and for all of us as part of that team. But first, I wanted to mention Ben Hinks. Ben Hinks. There's Ben over there. So Ben has been on the central leadership team with myself and Sarah and Flora for the last three years. And he's played a key role in helping us as a congregation journey through some really challenging times as we walk through COVID and not being able to gather and all of that involved. He's a man of great integrity and wisdom and humility. He has a great passion for discipleship, for God's word, and for seeing others come alive as they encounter Jesus and they discover the riches of his word and the power of his spirit. And Ben would have been a great addition to the team, um, but he has returned to nearly full-time teaching. I think it's something like 0.92 hours. I think he, it's like full-time, minus two hours a week, something like that. Um, and he's not currently holding any responsibilities for day-to-day -day aspects of the church. He's a teacher, that's full-on, so he's not able to do that. Um, so he will continue to teach and to host on Sunday mornings and serve in other areas, and we'll continue to draw on Ben's wisdom. But really just wanted to take the opportunity to honor and thank Ben for the huge contribution he's made. And to say thank you, Ben, for the way that you have served this community so faithfully and with such passion and such integrity. And I know that continues, that doesn't change, but just want to thank you and honor you for that role that you've played as part of the central leadership team. So, Ben Hinks. You can clap for him again, it's worth it. So who will make up that leadership team? And just to say, this is such an amazing community with people with such gifting and character. Um, and so this is a team to serve in that context. Uh, there is no sense of, um, of, of saying that this team or we are anything extra special, but we are wanting to be people who are serving this community and serving God. And yet for each of these individuals, we recognize their character, we recognize their calling, and we recognize their gifting. And we are so grateful that they have said yes to come alongside us that as we serve as a team, we serve God and we also serve you. So making up that team, and if you'd like to come up at the point when I, uh, I call your name, we have Mikey Powell, who will be um, overseeing devotion and worship. We have Esther Manners, who will be overseeing pastoral side of things. Flora Hinks, who is leading in mission and discipleship. Clive and Jane Wiseman, who are leaders of Scholing. And Rachel Barnes, who is student and 20s leader. So we want to commend this wonderful bunch of people to you. We ask that you would pray for us, that you would bring your encouragement to us, um, that equally you would support us as we look to serve you. And that is our heart and our desires that we would serve faithfully this community. Leadership is about servanthood. And that is absolutely a core of what we want to do, that we would serve God 
and we would serve this community and serve his purposes and his vision. So we'd love to pray. So we're inviting a few people up to come and pray. So brilliant Caroline, Richard Ness, Graham and Di, Phil and Maggie, and John and Jenny. I just want to read some more words of Paul to Timothy. It seems to be the thing to do today um, for all of you. Don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but godliness, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. <laughs> Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Take those words to heart. They're really important, actually. Be an example. It's about who you are, not what you do so much and what you say. It's who you are. Lord, protect these dear people. Guard their hearts, their minds, their lives, their families, their finances, their health. Provide for them in every way and prosper them and give them joy in this role you've called them to in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Father, we just want to say we love these guys. We love you. And as members of this community, we totally, warmly recognize Theo and Sarah as the new leaders. We embrace you in that role. We are grateful to recognize the new leadership team. And we want to support you and encourage you. And Father, help us to do that. And Holy Spirit, I guess there's no greater prayer we can pray than you would doubly anoint each one of this team. Doubly anoint, Lord. They have their natural gifting and character, but we pray you'd add to that a double anointing, individually and collectively, to this leadership calling. Lord, that through that anointing, they will take this church through, continue its journey into unity. God, we want unity. We want holiness, Father. May they lead us deeper into holiness and faith and absolute and radical devotion to seeing the kingdom of God come. Lord, anoint them to lead us into that. And we pray that you will continually fill them with your Holy Spirit. Day by day, may they be people of the Spirit and the Word that your indwelling presence in them will be their source of life, their gifting, their guidance, and their power and authority. And we want them filled with you, Lord, so that they can lead us to be filled with you, and that we might be truly a temple of the Holy Spirit, an awesome temple. And that from your indwelling Holy Spirit, all our community life, our vision, our plans and fruitfulness will flow. Lord, we want to see a flow from you. Father, give them wisdom to identify, draw in, raise up the key ministries we need going forward. Lord, we still need the apostolic. 
We cry out for the prophetic. We long for the evangelistic. We thank you for the pastors and teachers. Give them the wisdom, Lord, and ability to spot all the different gifts in this fellowship and, and raise them up. As I was thinking about you, I had this picture of you in a fresh way, laying hands on people, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I saw you laying hands on people, and they were freshly filled with the Holy Spirit. Do that, Lord. Father, keep them from the pressure to make things happen but give them joy in leading us into being who you intend us to be, into what you are doing, Father, and the places you want us to go. Amen. Yeah, I had um, two words that came to me for today, and it's uh, forged steel. And, and that's talking about the process where Lots of elements come together to make something of real strength and durability. And Lord, we just pray for this team here, Lord, that they would bring everything that you've put within them together. Lord, that you would forge them as steel so they're strong and durable. Lord, we pray when they're feeling the heat they would know it's your grace in their lives that is available to them to stand in those days, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you would fulfill in shaping them every purpose that you have for this team in your grace, Lord, to fashion them into the, the team that you want them to be, to lead the church that you want it to be, Lord. Amen. Amen. So as we welcome Theo and Sarah, welcome the new leadership team. Yeah. Great. Well, it's been a good morning. Over to you, Theo. I don't know what's happening next, Billy. Guess we're going to sing a song. We're going to end by worshipping Jesus. <laughs>